Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now, football fans. First and goal. Mahomes swings it. It's there. Hardman. Jackpot. Kansas City. And the Chiefs, they have their dynasty. Yes. The reason that I played that is because I'm well aware that more than half of the people who watch Super Bowl were not still watching when that moment happened. <laughs> so it ended up, uh, it, they ended up going into overtime. And it, when did the game end? 11.30, were you telling me earlier? Oh, I watched until 11.30. Oh, so I, it ended even later than that? The game was over a little oh, before 11 boy. o'clock. That was when overtime happened. And then they got to go onto the field. They got, got the confetti. It. And they present the Vince Lombardi and announce the MVP. It's a long and- process, man. I get it. It's a long one. It was a good game. You know, I mean, I think any other time that a Super Bowl goes to overtime, and it doesn't happen very often, by the way, and especially when a team becomes back-to-back champions. That hasn't happened in 19 years. Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal. And I feel like not a ton of people are talking about the game. It was almost like an automatic that Kansas City was going to win or that San Fran was going to win. Either way, it people had their picks, but I don't feel like anybody really cared. I know I didn't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, the, good for them, I guess. The things that were that I, I don't know. The highlights for me from the game, though, were not even really like highlights in a good way. Like Travis Kelsey freaking out on his coach. I was like, what? But then I was informed because I don't watch off football often. I think anyone longtime listener knows that. Um, but I didn't know he, he he has a bit of a temper there. You know what? I have been worried for a while now. As soon as I found out Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift were were hooking up. I was a little bit worried about that because he does have a crazy temper. Not to say that that's reflected in any other place in his life, just to be fair for those who are going to say something about that. But yeah, I mean, he does seem to have a bit of a short temper when he's playing football. That's for sure. He chucked his helmet and almost hit somebody another time. Yesterday, he almost bowled over his own coach, screaming in his coach's face on the sideline. Do you want to hear what he said about it after the game? Yeah, I do. I do. This is Travis Kelsey last night. All right now. When you and Andy Reid had that, what I call a very engaging conversation. Oh, you guys saw you guys saw that. What was the conversation well, about? Know, was there it? There were a few cameras. I mean, was it? Hey, I need the ball. I can help us win. What was that about? Uh, man, it was. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep it between us unless my mic up tells the world. But uh, I was just telling him how much I love him. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh huh. Okay. I, you he, won, he, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. If they had lost. Man, this would be way, way, way more yeah, scrutinized. Yeah, I don't know if I find it like funny haha that he just did it kind of, he could have said, oh, but that probably seemed a little much. Like, he didn't think, maybe he didn't, didn't think it looks as bad as it looks. Because I'm sure he didn't look back on it right in that moment when you just got microphones in your face. Like, hey, you know, he didn't get a chance to look back and see how, like maybe he looked back and went, oof, that does look bad. I should probably address that, you know? Here is coach Andy Reid postgame talking about that encounter with Kelsey on the sidelines. Andy, Travis said that he owes his entire career to you, not only because of your play calling, but because how you've learned to, how, how you've helped him learn to manage his emotions. How did you learn that initially with him, and how has that evolved over the years? 
Yeah, he was an emotional debate. So um, I get, I mean, listen, I have five kids, so I, I, I get how that goes. Um, the part I love is he loves to play the game, and he wants to help his team win. I mean, it's not a selfish thing. That's not what it is, and I understand that. And so as much as, um, you know, he bumps into me, I get after him, and we understand that. Um, he just caught me off balance. Just caught me off balance. Mm. Hey, I mean, Andy Reid can cover for Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey can blow it off with a ha-ha comment in the post-game interview. It doesn't change the fact that a lot of people looked at that and thought, wow, that is not okay. He was screaming in his coach's face and actually made physical contact. If that had happened in any other workplace, there would be massive disciplinary. Yeah, Yeah, it was a bad look, and I don't think anyone can argue that, even if you want to try to say that their relationship is complicated. It's between the two of them. It still was a bad look, no matter what. Want to hear a little bit of the halftime show again? Obviously. Okay, we will get to that. Actually, before we get to halftime, let's do a little bit of the pregame. Reba McIntyre is great. Less than a minute to do the anthem. Yes, Good. she's incredible. She really is. What a great career she's had uh, as well. And so for her to do the anthem, I was all for it, and she sounds great. Sorry, it's a little longer than a minute, but it was still the under, if you were betting. Got it. What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleam, whose bright stars and bright stars. Beautiful. Lovely. Great. Lovely. Did you see the Instagram post that she did from Vegas? No, I didn't. Oh, it was cute. She put out a a post, and and you could see the strip behind her. She was obviously in her, her hotel room getting ready for the game. And, and she just Instagrammed, captioned it, uh, boots with the fur. <laughs> Wouldn't you know T-Pain jumps in and, and quoted it and said, the whole club looking <laughs> at her. That's amazing. That's I love amazing. It. Uh, Reba nailed it. Very, very good. I was happy with that. And then we got to Post Malone. Come on, Post. In celebration of our country. <laughs> Performing America the Beautiful. Please welcome nine times Diamond Certified Global Superstar, Post Malone. Um, Post Malone's great. I'd prefer him to sing his own songs because I don't like that one. But otherwise, but otherwise, it was good. I, uh, yeah, I, um, it's, it's just, it's not a good song. Right. I don't know why they insist on performing America the Beautiful before the Super Bowl. A nice enough song, I guess, but it's not their anthem. Yeah. I don't know why they're still doing this shit. Yeah. And then there was the other one Andre Day sang that too that I always wonder about that too. I don't know why they need so many of them. 
Now let's get to the halftime show that I, I honestly thought. I had some people over, did a quick poll, and people were like, eh, 7 out of 10, eh, 8 out of 10. I think one person gave it a 4 out of 10 because they didn't know some of the songs that he sang. But I thought overall people were going to be pretty happy with the halftime show. Turns out the it's a little split, to be honest with you. There's a lot of people who said they didn't like it. So let's hear if there's anything in this not to like. Usher from last night. I love that they got to bring in, like, good for Lil John who had his own moment with his own song for a bit, as did Alicia Keys, by the way, before um, they sang My Boo together. Alicia had her own kind of moment, and I thought that was really nice because you could tell Usher probably did that. Was like, you know what? You deserve your moment for a sec here. You do your thing, and then we'll transition into it. And he didn't have to take up any of his minutes to do that, but he did. And I thought that was great that he included all of those and incorporated all those people. Will I Am was also there, too. Her, who didn't, I did not know she was that good with the guitar. Very good. I did not know that was her and I for the life of me couldn't figure out who that was with Taylor Swift in the box that was Ice Spice was it? Ice Spice was there yeah oh yeah, yeah. that's I, what, I, I didn't know what she looked like oh really yeah yeah Ice Spice has been with uh Taylor a couple of times to watch the games through the season I mean uh and so as was Blake Lively but I think everybody knows who Blake Lively is uh by the way Travis we learned after actually paid for that box for his family and that included Taylor and her friends I wondered about a million that. dollars yeah, I mean, it's not like they can give everybody a box they can't. on the team. They got to make money. They got to make money. And and they were told in advance. Donna Kelsey is actually the one that brought this to everyone's attention because people were assuming. And at the time, which, of course, we know now she was fine. She was in a box. But she said, oh, I think I'm in the stands. Like, it's expensive. They're going to make money. Every opportunity they can to take money from a millionaire who's going to get that box, they will. So I'll be in the stands. I'm happy with being in the stands. But Travis obviously was like, oh, no, that's a bad look for me if I make my mom and Taylor Swift uncomfortable in stands around people. God forbid they're around, like, the public just watching the Super Bowl, so he forked up the million dollars. So you better believe that he wanted to win that thing real bad because could you imagine you forked up the million and then you didn't even win? Man, that would That suck. would have sucked. Yeah. I'm also wondering how you divide that up. I mean, as far as we know, Taylor and Travis are still fairly new in this relationship. If he goes to her and says, hey, listen, come to the Super Bowl. I'm going to spend the million bucks. I'm going to get a box. With the box, you get 16 tickets. My mom's going to be there. Uh, Jason was there. Jason's there, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So do you want to come with a friend? With two friends? She had a lot of friends there. Blake Lively yeah, was there. There was quite a few in that box. Yeah, and I she think did. Some of them were Taylor connections as well. Cost per person was like $750,000. No, $75,000. Yeah, seventy five per person. Yeah, because the whole thing was like a milli. Holy yeah. shit. That's an expensive she, afternoon. She did also fly, though. 
all the way there, all the way there from Tokyo. Yeah. So I'm sure she foot that bill, which was not cheap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, don't blame her. She wanted to see her guy. She wanted to be at the Super Bowl, and she got a ton of attention out of it. Yeah, she certainly did. Um, on the note of Usher, though, if we can go back to the halftime show for a sec. I, I mean, I thought that he did an incredible job. He's had such a long career. It's been 30 years, by the way. He works 30 years of a career. And I thought he did an incredible job. And I feel like he's also a bit of a comeback story, Usher. Because for you might remember and recall, after he had yeah and screamed, there really, there's been a lot of ups and downs in his career. But when he released something new, like the newest thing he's released, he actually had an epiphany moment. And he's very open about it, admitting like, okay, people aren't liking my new shit. They just want to hear some of my old shit. So what did he do? He turned it into a Vegas residency, which ended up being a sold out every freaking night event, turned that into a Super Bowl halftime performance, and now will no doubt sell out a lot of the venues for his tour, without a doubt. Since Usher has come to be known, there's been comparisons to Michael Jackson. Like, oh, this Usher guy, this Usher Raymond guy, he's a great dancer, and he's a good singer. But to me, he was never Michael Jackson. Nobody's Michael Jackson. But then he comes out last night and puts on a show that I think even Michael Jackson would have been amazed by, right down to one white glove. Even like a Michael Jackson jacket, just a different color. Mm-hmm. Does he want to be? Is he trying to say that I'm this generation's Michael I don't Jackson? Think so. No, I don't. Th- I think that's a bit of a stretch to say that he's assuming that. But by the way, he has performed with Michael Jackson before. And how many people can even say that? He was chosen by Michael to perform with Michael at one point in his career. Why the one glove then? I mean, that's signature Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah, and I'm sure it was an o- it was probably an ode to him. Don't forget that the Super Bowl performance usually encompasses everything you've done in your life up until that moment. And a lot of artists do believe that. So they will bring everything with them that signifies and that has sentimental value to them. No doubt about it. That was his probably his, if you ask him, that's probably his number, the number one idol. Is Michael Jackson. So why would you not bring in as as a tribute to him? It wasn't as a I'm going to be him. It was more of a tribute. That's the way I saw it. Nah, I just wondered if he was just trying to send the signal out there that when it comes to performance, this is the gold standard. When it comes to making music and entertaining at the same time, I'm the guy, and that's just the way it is. He is good at it. I mean, God, he was, there was roller skates. There was stripper poles. She was shirtless for a while. He was sweating his ass off doing that choreo, which was also incredible choreo work. Like, he made it look easy. He made it all look easy. And the seamless transitions, like, I was blown away by it as a show, as an entertainment piece. I didn't expect to like it at all. I'm not a fan of Usher. Really? And, and I was blown oh, yeah, away. yeah, that's right, because he pushed you once. I <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that. I thought it was a great show. He did a fantastic job. And I'm really surprised by the amount of hate that I'm seeing on Facebook, yeah. X, even Instagram. Worst halftime show ever. Couldn't get anyone better. That's what you get when you get the fifth person asked. I would love to know who those, all those people wanted, though, because it's very strategic who they pick. And I mean, he did his job. Oh, You're yeah, there to great. entertain. You've got to take an entire catalog and condense it into 13 minutes, is it? Yeah, I think it ended up being 13 or so. And he did absolutely amazing. You know, other halftime performers were likely watching that thinking, fuck, that was good. Yeah. That was really, I wish I would have thought of that. I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah. I mean, he he didn't reinvent anything. Nothing about that was original. Mm-hmm. But, holy shit, was it ever good to watch all those hits back to back in a nice little yeah, montage? Yeah, very nice. I thought it was great overall. Let's talk a little bit about the gambling aspect of it. I told you that I started uh, sports betting now. Yes, indeed. How did the bets go? I'm even. Mm-hmm. I had 16 bets. I lost seven of them and won nine of them. I'm down one dollar. 
going back to last Wednesday. That's not all Super Bowl, by the way. Last week, I learned something about sports betting. And before you ask, I tried Bet365. I asked for suggestions, and some people were like, oh, you got to go DraftKings. You got to go DraftKings. Oh, it's got to be FanDuel. Do FanDuel. A number of people said Bet365. So I figured, all right, fine. I'll give it a shot. I did. Really easy to use. There's no, uh, not that I could find anyway, the weird prop bets. Like, is it going to be heads or tails? Right. How many times are they going to show Taylor? It was just sports betting. And I opened the account last week. And just to dip my toe in, I decided to bet on the Leafs. Never, ever, ever bet on the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> they will let you down every single opportunity they get. You pick under, they're going over. You pick over, they're going under. About the only thing consistent about the Toronto Maple Leafs is Austin Matthews. And I think that's the only thing I'm going to bet on from now on. Is who's going to score goals? Yeah, <laughs> because trying to figure out what this team is going to do yeah. is ridiculous. Well, I find it really cool. You were mentioning to me that you can like set limits and everything else on these apps, which I like because you got to make sure you stay responsible, I guess. For some people, it's harder than others, right? Thank God they do, Kat, yeah. because I can see why this is so addictive. Through the whole game, I was checking my phone. Oh, boy, how many more passing yards do I need uh uh, Patrick Mahomes to get before I win 20 bucks? How many more receptions do I need Travis Kelsey to make before I win 50 bucks? And I put down all kinds of bets. Now, here's the thing, though. I know if you're a hardcore sports better, you bet big dollars. You can't make big money unless you bet big right. money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't doing $50 bets. I wasn't doing $100 bets or $500 bets. I was betting like three bucks, five bucks. A big bet for me is $10. I made a $10 bet. It was a parlay, which means two bets on one. And I won that. I won $15 and, and got my 10 bucks back. I bet on Christian McCafferty to score an anytime touchdown. Great. I bet five. I made $2.23. I bet on the Chiefs to win. And they did win. Didn't pay a lot, but they won. Then there was a whole bunch of other ones that I lost on. And Cat. Even though I'm still pretty close to breaking even and I had a great time, it still drives me crazy. Those bets that I lost and how into it I was. I got to put it down. I, I'm, I will totally mm -hmm. use the limits in that app and don't let me put more than like 50 bucks a day in my account or 50 bucks a week or whatever. I can see why these are so addictive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'm glad they do have those limits. And by the way, I would have no idea what I'm doing if I was sports betting on football. <laughs> like, no idea. They make it pretty easy, actually. And oh, I mean, good. If, if okay. you're just going to guess, is Travis Kelsey going to catch a pass for a touchdown? If you think he is, set a bet. And you can bet whatever you want. You can bet a dollar, $5, $20, $1,000, whatever. Yeah. But if he doesn't catch a touchdown, you just lost that money. Yeah. And when it's on an app, I, I wonder how many people are losing money. Because it's easy, right? Yeah, it's, it's too easy. It's, too, it's, all, it's like shopping. You know what I mean? It's almost like shopping, which I know it's not the exact same as betting. But when it's that easy and convenient at your fingertips, that's why some people have like an Amazon problem. You know what I mean? Where there's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get that, 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 that. And it's just so convenient. You almost have to like cut yourself off or realize like I don't need to be on this, you know? Coming up, you're going to hear the replay of today's Missed Connections from the Scott and Cat radio show. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Maple Leafs. I know we mentioned them a few minutes ago because never bet on them. It's always going to be a loser for you. But Morgan Riley, one of the nicest guys in hockey, I thought, is going uh, to face a pretty substantial suspension. Mm. That's coming up. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. 
You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Little heads up here, tomorrow is Pancake Tuesday. Pancake Tuesday is a great day because whether you want them in the morning or maybe your workplace brings them in, maybe you're in a school and you get them there. Yeah. Or, or you do a breakfast for dinner kind of night. Pancake Tuesday is great. So growing up, we always did pancakes for dinner on Pancake Tuesday. Um, my kids this year have been talking about Pancake Tuesday like for a week, like since they learned about it. They've been talking about how they're having pancakes at school and they're excited. But I also don't want to like let them down because I'm like, I don't think the pancakes are going to be no. their school pancakes. They're done really quick and maybe they're going to like them anyway. I don't know. Maybe they're putting blueberries in there and it'll be exciting or something. But I have a feeling I'm going to have to make blue pancakes for dinner tomorrow because they're going to be like, well, it was good, but there wasn't very much. That's <laughs> the thing. Hey, I'll say it. And this is nothing against the amazing parents and and teachers and education workers that go into the schools and make 700 pancakes in one run. That's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot. But they're not good. They're not good. I mean, you're not getting all the the fancy touches and stuff like that. This is something that somebody opened a box, cracked an egg, and threw some water in there, stirred it real quick, and right on the griddle. Yeah. When I was in school... We started doing Pancake Tuesday. It was like when I was in school that they started serving pancakes on Shrove Tuesday. Yeah. And I remember for the first one thinking, this is cock awful. Like, why are they serving this to children? This is terrible. (laughs) Hopefully it's gotten better over the years. But they were like, you get one pancake. And they were rationing syrup. (laughs) Like, you got like two drops of syrup. And I'm thinking, look at me. I'm a kid and I'm fat. I need more than one pancake and two drops of syrup. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Yeah, it's not meant to be, in the schools, it's not meant to be like substitute for your lunch. They already warned us. It's at least with the school that my kids go to. It's like, it's snack. So you don't have to pack a first snack. That's going to be first snack. Okay. It's a snack. It's not a meal. Okay, I'm glad. They made it very clear. And I was like, yes, because yeah, I hear you. A lot of kids, if they like pancakes, it's like a little, it's like an appetizer, right? (laughs) Yes. A little floppy Small appetizer. There's a little doughy in the middle. And, <laughs> ugh, fuck. Again. On those shitty little plates. Remember they used to have like little plastic? That's when everybody just fucked up the universe and just bought all these plastic cutleries and everything. And there's just plastic filling up the garbages at school. Oh, that was for the days. I totally agree. Why is gas going so crazy? I don't know. Is there a problem somewhere in the other side of the world? No. Like, it's total bullshit, Cat. I mean, the price of oil is still at near record lows. The dollar is doing fine. It's consistently around 74 and a half cents US. So if the dollar's good and oil's cheap, mm-hmm. why are we paying over a buck fifty a liter? It's gone up eight cents a liter in the last six days. And I can't for the life of me figure out a good excuse for why. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, I, I don't know. Whatever I don't know the global geopolitical nonsense they're gonna throw at this and say, oh, it's it's high because I don't know, some 
somebody in fucking Dubai crashed their boat or something. <laughs> I don't know, but it's we're getting fleeced here. Yeah. I really hope somebody does something it's about that someday. No shit. Maple Leafs defenseman Morgan Riley has been offered an in-person hearing by the NHL Department of Safety. The hearing comes as a result of him cross-checking Ottawa forward Ridley Grieg in the Sens' 5-3 win over the Leafs on Saturday night. It occurred at the end of the third period after Grieg's empty net goal where he sprinted down the ice for the loose puck and then fired a slap shot into the empty net. A date and time for the hearing has not been determined. It's going to happen likely in the next 24 hours. So mixed feelings about this one. As I understand it, and I, I was never a hockey player, but as I understand it, it's considered poor form or bad sportsmanship. If you're going to get an empty net goal, fine. Just tuck it in the net and carry on with your day. If you wind up and take some big slap shot, you're really just showboating and grandstanding. You've already won the game. You're just being an asshole. Yeah. So in hockey culture, where there's no law, players deal with it on their own like vigilantes. Morgan Riley goes over and, and gets into a scrimmage or a scuffle with him and cross-checked him to the head. Okay, well, I mean, he got a major penalty for it. Now there's going to be a disciplinary hearing. Probably a five-game suspension is what could happen in this case. And I'm wondering... Why don't they just make it against the rules? If there's people out there doing things that are literally just to be an asshole, either no suspension when the other team retaliates or just no retaliation, period. Oh, did you take a slap shot on an empty net like, a, like an asshole? Great. Now you got a two-game suspension just for being a prick. Right. We could avoid a lot of this shit, but every time I turn on the TV lately, it seems like somebody's getting a penalty in retaliation because somebody else did something just to be an asshole. Yeah, and they have changed the rules on other things before, not necessarily in the NHL, but showboating rules especially, right? I've seen we've seen those change through the years. Absolutely, even the NFL has put With in the rules dances for showboating and the yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, they've cut those back quite a bit. Uh, I'm not sure this will. Well, maybe this will be a case, right? The case that they go to when they want to try something different. I mean, if there's a mitigating factor, there should be a mitigating factor, and that's. I think it should be taken into account. But we'll see what they do with Morgan Riley, generally considered one of the better guys, yeah. people, in yeah. the NHL. Uh, last week, a hot topic on the show was all the job cuts at Bell. Hmm. On Friday, the Prime Minister was asked about it, and his response, I think, was fairly satisfying for a lot of people. This is a garbage decision by a corporation that should know better. We have seen over the past years... Journalistic outlets, radio stations, small community newspapers, bought up by corporate entities who then lay off journalists, you know, change the offering, the quality of offering to people. And then when people don't watch as much or engage as much, the corporate entity says, oh, see, they're not profitable anymore. We're going to sell them off. This is the erosion, not just of journalism, of quality local journalism, at a time where people need it more than ever, given misinformation and disinformation. But it's a... That mainly comes from him, by the way. Eroding our very democracy. Our abilities to tell stories to each other of how people's lives are. Stories that reflect our own communities and not you know, central offices in our biggest cities. Is part of what binds this country together from coast to coast to coast. With, with incredible diversity of experiences, of geographies, we need those local voices. 
And over the past years, corporate Canada, and there are many culprits on this, have abdicated their responsibility toward the communities that they have always made very good profits off of in various ways. And they need, like, as a government, we have been stepping up over the past years, fighting for local journalism, fighting for investments that we can have, while all the while fending off attacks from conservatives and others who say, no, 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 you're trying to buy off journalists. We're trying to support journalism in this country and across this country. Well, the truth is somewhere in the middle. He definitely is hoping for better favorable media coverage, and that's why he continues to give them money. But yeah. it doesn't change the fact that he is right yeah, he and is. wrong. Yeah. Well, they have allowed, and this is the thing. I mean, yeah, big corporations have bought up all of these small town radio stations, and those are the ones that got hit the hardest. Uh, Toronto's not suffering any, but smaller markets like mm -hmm. Niagara, smaller markets like Kingston, Peterborough, places like that, yeah, they're all losing a major local news voice, and that's a problem. But the bigger problem is that I see the government allowed these things to happen. No radio station or television station or any of that shit, no sale can go through until it's approved by the Canadian Radio Telecommunications Commission. They approved it. Why would they do that? Because everybody in the industry said, it's not a good idea to let these phone companies or these, these TV oh, companies. the initial, the initial um, bell, you mean. They were all yeah, warned yeah, yeah. that this is what's going to happen, and sure enough, it yeah. happened. Yeah, it's our only our only hope right now. And by the way, I'm just a sidebar with why he's so passionate about it. Don't forget, these are people he wants to write good things about him. Yes. So why would he not stand there in front of a, by the way, a room filled with them, filled with journalists and bitch about how journalists are treated now? Why would he not do that? So whatever, smart, smart of him to do that. And Doug Ford stand behind and just kind of nodded his head a little bit. Uh, like, yep, sure. Ford could have just <laughs> gone and taken a seat. Yeah. Nobody cared what he thought no, of that. And no. That's fine, I guess. It's fine. But uh, on that note of like approving, the only thing that I'm hoping is with the this, this sales to these smaller companies, and they are smaller companies, is that we will still continue to see it grow. At least it was sold to smaller companies, and that can be a plus depending on what area that is. It's not like necessarily you won't see local journalism depending on what these stations or companies, sorry, that purchase these stations are going to do with it. But I guess time will tell. Time will tell. I have a feeling that it's actually going to end up being better now that the, the Bell isn't in charge it's, of it. Yeah, honestly, I, yes, it's for the best if Bell isn't in charge. They don't run stations well, and I can speak to it. Hmm. Well, I, uh, I'd also like to suggest, because, hey, nice to see that he's angry about this. Garbage decision. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with calling it a garbage decision. But have we learned anything from this, Justin? Have we learned anything? How about before we give out any more money, you get commitments that the jobs are secure? How much yeah. money did Bell? It's important. Bell took a ton of government money, and it was supposed to be to keep those people employed. Well, as soon as they got through the worst of it, after all the executives got paid their bonuses, bam, 4,800 staff let go. This is a problem. Any funding that goes to companies like this, there has to be a commitment to maintain the jobs. And, and they can't just pull out of it and say, well, we can't do it. We're going to have to let the jobs go anyway. Make them pay back the money. They knew what that money was for. They knew that money was to protect local journalism, and they still gassed all those employees. Get the money back. Go right to Bell and say, you owe the taxpayers $40 million. Sorry, that's just the way it is. 
40 million, I think, is uh, probably a fair number. I don't know exactly how well, much they got, but it was in that neighborhood. Yeah. And off the hop, it should have been. That should have been the deal, right? <laughs> the problem is the government never has deals. They just hand out money and they don't expect the fallout, even from individuals who are now like arguing with the CRA over the money that they took home over COVID that wasn't actually supposed to go with them. They don't they don't take the time to do that. And that is his government and it is on them. You're so right. They don't think about the unintended consequences. Yeah. And you have to in a position like that. Okay, we are running low on time, but we will get to the replay of Missed Connections coming up in just a sec. Before we do, two things. Number one, Beyonce announced a new album last night. She did. And had it not been for the Super Bowl, that probably would have been the biggest story. Yeah, it was it was a surprise, I think, for a lot of fans. Uh, but she hinted at it at the Grammys last weekend, which was an interesting part, too, by wearing that cowboy hat that she was wearing. It is a country album, Renaissance. It is act two and she even dropped two new songs one of them is texas hold'em let's have a listen it's uh Okay, um, how's Beyonce going to do with the country audiences? I mean, she's a Texas girl, probably grew up around country music, but never embraced country music publicly until she needed a new idea for an album. I am really wondering how country radio stations are feeling about it and if they will play it. I'm even wondering if that's where it will go. It's hard to say because... That's the first song from the whole album. There's another song available, 16 Carriages. So I guess it all depends on how it goes. I, I don't know. I, the country thing did surprise me. Although she is, you're right, like Southern girl. And, and she, like, she says she likes all genres. But what doesn't surprise me is that she took Renaissance and made it an act two. Because I feel like there's going to be more than two acts also. There'll be more. The entire first album, for those who don't know, is a dance album. Renaissance, right? It's all very, very dancey. I loved it. So she'll have a dance album and a country album under the maybe, Renaissance banner. Exactly. And then maybe Act 3 is going to be uh, something else, right? Maybe that one's going to be the hip-hop R&B. Maybe that one's going to be, I don't know what else, uh, many other genres she could pick from, any of them, really. I'm wondering if this is right idea, wrong time. You, you brought up an interesting point. Is country radio even going to play that? Uh, they probably will for a little bit of attention. Pop, they get a little bored sometimes. Will. Maybe pop radio will over that. I don't know. It's very country. And when you listen to today's country music, you don't hear a lot of hoedowns and square dancing. And that seems to be where she wants to go with it. But I don't, I think country I fans right now are more in a, in a uh, Luke Combs and Morgan Wallen space as opposed to the square dancing and hoedowns and shit. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know where it's going to end up, but I could also hear it on pop because you also have, you have Luke Combs being played on pop stations or you had some, we even play Morgan Wallen. Some have played, you know, like some would even argue some of Miley Cyrus's more recent songs went a little country too, right? So yeah. there's, there's a lot of different artists that kind of fuse. So we'll see. I mean, that's one example of what's going to be on the album, which will be many more songs, which comes down, by the way, March 29th is when the actual whole album is out. Last thing. You uh, you had a very different lead up to the Super Bowl. I was in the basement watching the pregame and I was making chili and nachos and wings and pizza and all sorts of stuff. You skipped all that and went out. So I didn't we didn't even know we were doing this until last weekend. And my uh, a friend of ours, uh, Sean, came over and he's like, yeah, so my wife turns 40 soon. 
It's like, yeah, what are you guys doing? Well, I guess I got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course you do. It was her 40th. It was so it was a milestone. It was a milestone uh, birthday. So stay tuned for the for the details is what we were told. Um, and then sure enough, he's like, yeah, it's happening on Sunday evening. Like, oh, uh, Okay. So he was aware it was a Super Bowl, and I'm sure there were some people who couldn't go because of it. Actually, I know one of my friends for sure was like, is so into the Super Bowl. They do a Super Bowl party, I think, every year, if I'm not mistaken, they do, or they're they're very into it, um, which I think that they found fine, totally fair. Uh, but we went. I got back in time to see Usher. I didn't care about the game anyway, so I was totally happy to be there and celebrate her, her 40th. It was, she was very surprised, very surprised. Uh, but, yeah, it was fun. Are you good with scheduling these occasions on days, which are generally unspoken rule? You don't schedule certain things on certain days because people have other things to do. For example, I got invited to a wedding once on Canada Day. Right, right. And I'm thinking, why the fuck would you get married on Canada Day and just take up everybody's long weekend? You know that we're going to come to your wedding. You couldn't have made it on a more convenient weekend. You had to eat up everybody's long weekend for this shit. I think it's why you have to be honest about it. You know what I mean? As the receiver of the invitation and you have to be okay with being, with saying, I'm not doing it for that reason. I don't think you need to lie or anything else. You could just say, why would you schedule it on this day? This day's important to me. I can't. Right. And I'm sure it happens. And I think it's okay. And don't force yourself to go and then complain about it. Cause you could have not gone. You could have RSVP'd no. Right. Uh, you'd feel like such a shit, though, missing someone's milestone when it was preventable. Right. I mean, could have done it at noon, could have done it on the Saturday, could have done it next weekend. People bump their their occasions for many different reasons. And a lot of them has to do with convenience. Yeah. Uh, well, but what matters to one person doesn't matter to others is the was what I would say to that. Like, I don't give a shit about the Super Bowl game. Obviously, the halftime show I really wanted to see. Um, some people don't give a shit about Labor Day. They'll they'll go ahead and celebrate a wedding on Labor Day if that's what you want to do. It's that some people care and some people don't. So you have to respect that that's the day that they do things and you can choose to go or not to go. How was uh, how was the restaurant? It was good. It was really good. I've been there many, many times. Actually, you can see it from this window. So it was good. Oh, really? Yeah. And how was it? The restaurant on Super Bowl, like right around pregame rolls into mm-hmm. pregame, like festivities into the actual yeah. game itself. It was kind of busy, although we took up, we had a private room. So it was busy, but um, I couldn't really see what was going on. But I know they weren't playing the game or anything like that there. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. We got to go, everybody. But we'll have another new After 9 coming your way tomorrow. In the meantime, we'll leave you with the replay of today's Missed Connections. Bye, friends. Missed Connections. Missed Connections on the Scott and Cat Show. All right, this is the part of the show where we tell you about two people looking for love. Well, one of them is anyway. See, they had an encounter in the past. One person can't find the other, so they put an ad online, hoping the other person would see it and reach out. I never thought people would actually, like, meet here and converse. But here you go. This happened at the McDonald's Park and Wait area. Really? <laughs> you know those little parking spots they have? Oh, just, booth, just pull up ready? and we'll bring it right out to yeah. you. Yeah. I was grooving to some of my music, waiting in one of those pull-up stop dealies at McDonald's when you parked in spot two beside me. You looked over and smiled. You went vroom, vroom, vroom with your... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. You did that? You went vroom, vroom. Y- you went vroom, vroom, vroom with your Camaro car. I went vroom, vroom, vroom back with my Chevy Malibu. The Chevy Malibu's vroom, vroom back? Ah, it's the same thing. Whatever. Just different, Who cares, different right? body type. We, 
We kept playing the who could play their song louder game while we waited for our combos to be done. I think you won. And I think the poor guy that brought your order to the car lost because he had to yell and bang on the door to get your attention. The only time it was quiet was when you grabbed the bag and said thanks. You turned and looked at me and said, guess I won. And vroom vroomed off. I'll never know why you got your order before I did when you pulled up after me. (laughs) (laughs) That's the sort of thing I would wonder. Maybe you were just being polite, but maybe we can play that dance again soon. Hmm. Yeah, sounds like a possibility. Why why can't love happen there? Why do they always make you pull up and it's only going to be like 20 seconds until your order's ready? You know what, though? I... I commend them for the efficiency, if that's what they're there for, right? If there's someone with a, just waiting for a coffee behind you, sure. Move your butt to parking spot one and watch the employees run to their, into your car like 20 seconds later. Uh, I feel so bad for them sometimes, yeah. and I'm sure they deal with all sorts. Here you got these two revving up the engines and vroom, cranking vroom. up the radio. Vroom, vroom. Making weird faces at each other, and you just want to drop off this Big Mac combo and be on with they- your day. <laughs> Uh, this is a weird one. This is a weird one. I know there's been a lot of weird ones. This is real weird. To the guy I gave the skull to. This guy was running for a train. I saw something go flying off the end of his cane. And yes, he was running with a cane. After a few seconds, me and other waiting passengers looked around stupidly at each other. But I decided to be a good Samaritan and picked up whatever it was. And that's what I saw. It was a small, polished replica of a human skull. Oh. I looked to the old man standing next to me and said, It's a skull. He shrugged his shoulders. I didn't want it, but I have a particular hatred of littering. I didn't want to drop it back on the floor just to have someone think I was a dirty skull litterer. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty skull litterer. I decided to do the proper thing. Give it back to whoever dropped it. So I jumped in the door of the train, and I saw you with what I thought was a cane and said, Here, here's your skull, and handed it to you. You were shocked. I thought it was because you didn't really realize it was lost. But as I backed off the train as the doors closed, I saw that wasn't a cane you were holding, but an umbrella. You had luggage with you, too, and you clearly weren't the person who dropped the skull. Oh, no. I can't imagine how strange it must have been for some woman... (laughs) To run onto a train and shove a skull in your hands and say, it's yours. <laughs> so I'm writing this to let you know it wasn't a voodoo ritual or an ominous mafia warning, a gang initiation or a misguided attempt at getting to know you better. I truly thought you were the guy with the cane that dropped your skull. Now I need to know what you did with it. I'm dying to know. So he kept the skull. Somebody hands me a skull on I don't transit. Know. I'm out. You think for sure. That's not, that does sound like all the things she mentioned. Voodoo ritual, mafia hit warning. I mean, you name it. I'd be like, mm-mm. Where does one procure a cane with a skull on top of it? Like, was it Snoop Dogg? Oh, you can find <laughs> <laughs> Where did you even get I that? I heard they were making another Jurassic Park, and now we know for sure. Ah, there it is. I don't know. But it looks badass, I bet. I wouldn't want to touch it. If somebody runs on the train and hands me a skull, ooh, get away. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Beetlejuice? Well, at least they've got something to talk about if there's a coffee date. Hey, remember that time you tried to hand me a skull yeah. that wasn't even mine? Mm. The next time a toddler gets stuck inside one of those claw machines, 
He must be left in there. <laughs> You're the one who lost sight of your kid long enough for him to climb inside a machine, get a roll of quarters, and win him back. After halftime, the game bogged down in a slow defensive back and forth, but the big news is that Verizon released an ad featuring Beyonce, and moments after it aired, she announced a country-themed Renaissance Part 2 album. Wow. wow, that is incredible. I cannot wait for the album to drop. I'm a huge fan, but I do have to say, announcing your album during the Super Bowl has real getting engaged during your sister's baby shower energy. <laughs> Stop asking me to prove I'm not a robot. I just want to order some socks. <laughs> if I don't recognize a stop sign, that doesn't mean I'm an android. It just, mean, it just means I drive in L.A.